uh, recorded there in the book of Mark, the fourth chapter. Uh, I'm just only going to read verse number 35. That should be enough, verse 35. You will find these words written there. It says, and the same day when the even was come, he said unto them, let us pass over unto the other side. Let us pass over unto the other side. I want to talk to you all for just a few moments from this subject matter, faith and the storms of life. Faith and the storm of life faith and the storms. When you look at this particular chapter, this chapter uh, ends not with a parable, but rather with a miracle. It is one of the miracles of calming a storm on the Sea of Galilee, a sea that was prone to storms. The disciples sailed into this storm problem. You know, life is like that, for we often in life sail right into storms. Verse 35 says, he, Jesus, said unto them, the disciples, let us pass over unto the other side. Now, this is not the language of a stern and strong command. But when you are following the Lord, any indication he gives as to action, we ought to take and treat it like a command. In other words, his wish is my command. Is the spirit we must take regarding what Christ says to us. The fact that the disciples encountered a storm because of Following Christ's command indicates that doing his will does not exempt us from troubles, but it will guarantee deliverance from the trouble. Troubles that come in the will of God are much easier to experience than troubles that come because of disobedience to the will of God. And so he says, let us go over to the other side. Let us cross to the other side. In some ways, that short phrase describes the spiritual life. Jesus is always taking us across to the other side, to new ways of believing, seeing, thinking, acting, new ways of being and relating to others, new ways of living, loving, and trusting. And these new ways are God's ways. To go across to the other side is, at some level, to enter new territory, a foreign land waiting to be explored or more deeply experienced. And sometimes, you know, we choose to make that journey. We decide to begin our inner work. 
So we seek out spiritual guidance, some of therapists, maybe a 12-step group, or maybe we take on a renewed discipline of prayer, fasting, and study. And other times it could simply be circumstances of life, the loss of a job, the death of a loved one, retirement, moving to a new town or taking a new job. It could be declining health and limited physical ability. Maybe it's divorce, the loss of a dream. Fact of the matter is they all bring us face to face with our changing life and world. And ultimately the journey across to the other side is the journey of change. It's a journey of transformation. Sometimes the changes are and sought out. Other times they are the last thing we wanted. But regardless of the circumstances under which our journey across to the other side begins, we almost always encounter stormy seas. And so Mark tells us that in verse number 37, that a great windstorm arose and the waves beat into the boat so that the boat was already being swamped. You have to understand that the lake is the Sea of Galilee. And it was a body of water 680 feet below sea level. And it was surrounded by hills. Winds blowing across the land intensified close to the sea and often causing violent and unexpected storms. So the disciples were seasoned fishermen who had spent their lives fishing on this huge lake. But during this windstorm, all of, this, all of the disciples began to panic. Verse 37 says that the waves beat into the ship so that it was now full. And so the severity of the storm is seen in the danger it caused the, the disciples. Their boat was full of water from the waves going over the sides of the boat into the boat. It's one thing to have waves dashing against the boat, but it's another thing to have water in the boat. And so those in the boat, they could not bail out the water as fast as it came in. A boat that is full of water is in great danger of sinking. But you have to understand something when you really look at this text. You have to understand that Mark is not simply describing the weather conditions on that particular day. Really what he is describing, he is describing the interior condition of the disciples because the real storm is stirring within them. It is the feeling of being powerless 
the, the, the fear of an unknown future, the sense of being abandoned, forgotten and uncared for. The storm was really inside of them. You have to understand that these are called spiritual conditions. Windstorms that blow us off course, waves that beat against our faith and trust, water that can literally drown life. They are real. And I suspect today that every one of us could name the times we have gone across to the other side and the storms that we encountered. You see, problems occur in every area of life. Bottom line, the disciples simply just needed rest, but they encountered a terrible storm. The Christian life may have more stormy weather than calm seas, but as Christ's followers, be prepared for the storm because they will surely come. But do not surrender to, to the stress but please remain resilient and recover from setbacks. How many of y'all know that God has a recovery process? Hallelujah. You can recover from any setback. With faith in Christ, you can pray, trust, and move ahead. When it seems like danger approaches, lean into the wind and trust God. The Holy Ghost says somebody needs to just lean into the wind and just simply trust God. Because during the storm, the temptation is to believe that if we can just get out of the storm, if I can just get to the other side, then everything will be all right. Is not that what the disciples are saying to Jesus? Listen at him, wake up. Do you not care about us? We are perishing. Do something. We need you to fix it right now. Make it better. They are living with the illusion that God is absent and that he sleep on the job. But notice Jesus' respond to the disciples. Jesus asked them a simple question. He says, why are you afraid? Have you still no faith? But what I need y'all to understand about faith here today is that faith does not mean that all will turn out as we wish. I'm going to say it again. Faith does not mean that all will turn out as we wish. But I'm going to tell you three things about faith. And then I'm going to hurriedly come to a close. The first thing that I want you to know about faith is that faith means that regardless of what happens, all shall be and all is well. Uh, let me say it again. Faith means that regardless of what happens, that all shall be and all is well. You ought to declare right in the midst of your situation that all is well. Not only does it mean that regardless of what happens, that all is well, but faith recognizes 
that amid the storm, God is present and we have never been abandoned, never been forgotten or left uncared for. I don't think there's nobody under the sound of my voice that could say that God has ever abandoned you. Nobody could say that God has forsaken you, but we've been able to stand on his word. We've been able to stand on his promise. When he declared, I'll never leave you. Hey, nor will I forsake you, but I'll be with you until the ends of the world. And so, yes, faith recognizes that amid the storm, God is present. And we have never been abandoned, forgotten, or left uncared for. And then last but not least, faith does not change the storms of life, but it can and does change us. You need to understand sometime God is not going to remove the storm. God's not going to remove the trouble. God is not going to remove the problem. Well, come on. Do I have a witness? Paul said, let me testify. Paul said three times, I asked the Lord to move this thorn in my flesh. And three times he told me, my grace is sufficient. And so you need to understand that faith does not change the storms of life but it can and does change us. How many of y'all know God will change you? Hey, anybody been changed lately? I said, have anybody been changed lately? That same situation that used to get you down, that same conversation that used to make you go off, this time when you had it, well, I feel like preaching now, but this time when you had the conversation, Instead of going off, it seemed like you had a hymn on the inside. Your situation that used to disturb you, when you look at your bank account and it's low, you used to almost get confused and mixed up. But the Lord is changing you in your situation. And you were able to say the Lord will make a way somehow. I don't know how he's going to do it. I don't know when he's going to do it, but the Lord will make a way somehow. And so faith does not change the storms of life, but it can and does change us. And so the question for us is simply this. Where do you put your trust? In the storm or in the God who is creator? sustainer and redeemer. You see, Jesus' response is always the same. And it's simply peace, be still. Somebody, you need to declare that word right where you're at. Peace, be still. In the midst of your situation, peace, be still. In the midst of your confusion, Peace, be still. Because I need y'all to understand something. He's not changing the weather. <laughs> Hallelujah. He's just simply speaking to the storm that rages within. 
He is inviting each and every one of us to just change. And so, yes, during the storm, I got to admit that I want to say, and I often do say, Jesus, don't just sit there. I need you to do something. And his response is always simply this. Don't just do something. Why don't you just sit there? He said, be still and know that I am God, that I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted in all the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob, he is our refuge. And so God simply say to us, don't just do something. Because when we just do something, we just mess up. When we just do something, we're into ourselves. But God is saying, why don't you just be still? Sometimes you got to stop and you have to just mock time. I know we want progress. I know we want to move ahead. But sometimes you got to be still. In other words, that means calm your spirit. That means calm your nerves and know that he's God. He's the God of the storm, just like he's a God of the sunshine. And though the storm keep on raging in my life, and I can't tell my night from day, there's a hope that lies within me that gives me reassurance. Hallelujah. As I continue forward, that distant shore, I might have messed that song all up, but I'm trying to get to this part, that if the storms keep on raging in my life, if the storms never cease, if they keep on rolling, let the lightning flash, let the thunder roll, let the earthquake till it feel like the very foundation I'm standing on is being shaken under my feet. My testimony is that my soul has been anchored in the Lord. And I want to know, has anybody's soul been anchored in the Lord? Yeah, I've been like a tree planted by the rivers of water. I may bend, but I'm not going to break because I have the words of Jesus. Jesus said, let us, let us go over to the other side. And anytime Jesus tells you, let's go over, that means you're not going under. That means you're going over. You might have to survive on broken pieces of a ship, but just stay in the ship. You might have to survive on peanut butter and jelly, but just keep on eating it. You might have to survive sleeping on the floor, but just keep sleeping on the floor and make sure your soul has been anchored in the Lord. Jesus said, let us. I don't want to go by myself. Glory. I don't want to go by myself. Let us go over to the other side. God, I thank you now for your goodness. Thank you for your kindness. I've shared with your people this brief word today. You've declared that your word will not go forth void, but it will accomplish what you set out for it to accomplish. God, you know every storm that's raging in our lives. But God, we thank you that you're not the weatherman. 
God, I thank you that you could just speak the word, that all you got to say is peace, be still. And God, I thank you because you're the only one I know that can give us peace in the midst of a storm. You give us peace when it's raining and we don't even have an umbrella. God, you give us peace if it's snowing and we don't even have snow boots on. You're the only one that can give us peace in the midst of all of our troubles and in the midst of all of our struggles. And now, God, I say, peace. Peace be still. Every situation in your life, peace. Be still. Every confused mind, peace. Be still. Everybody in the valley of decision, peace. Be still. The spirit of loneliness, peace. Be still. Body afflicted with pain, peace. Be still. Because when he says, let's go over, that simply means that I'm not going under. Now, God, meet every need in the name of Jesus. Those that know sickness, let your healing virtue flow. Those that don't know your darling son, Jesus Christ, as their personal savior, draw them before it's too late. They can't come unless you draw them. So, God, please draw them before it's too late. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Thank God. Amen. Come on, put those hands together, everybody. There may be a sinner out there that don't know Jesus Christ as their personal savior. I want to extend to you the privilege of the altar today. Make right where you are your altar. Right where you are is your altar. All you have to do is just admit that you are a sinner. Just accept him into your life. Believe that he's a son of God, that he died on the cross. They buried him and he rose on the third day. Ah, that he's coming back again. And all you have to do is just confess your sins to the Lord. And the Bible says that he is faithful and just to forgive us of all unrighteousness. With every eye closed, every head bowed, there's a sinner out there. I need you to repeat these words after me. Dear God in heaven, I come to you in the name of Jesus. I acknowledge to you that I am a sinner. And I am sorry for my sins and the life that I have lived. I need your forgiveness. I believe that you are the only begotten son, Jesus Christ. I believe, God, that your son shed his precious blood on the cross and he died for my sins. And I am not willing to turn from my sins. And you said in the Bible that if we confess the Lord, our God, and believe in our hearts that God raised Jesus from the dead, that we shall be saved. And so right now, I confess Jesus as my Lord. With my heart, I believe that God raised Jesus from the dead. And this very moment, I accept Jesus Christ now as Lord of my life. 
And I confess now that I am saved by the precious blood of Jesus Christ. God bless you. If you repeated that prayer, I want you to know you were saved. And the Bible says you have a clean slate. God takes your sin and he casts them into a sea of forgetfulness to remember them no more. God bless you. May heaven shine on you. Get in touch with the church. Go on our website. Go on our website. www.greatersaintlukekojic.com Go on our website and let us know. The preacher, let us know. Say, preacher, I received Jesus Christ as my personal savior and I'm happy with my new life in him. And I need, I need, I need, I need some follow-up. Amen. We have something we want to send you. Amen. We have something that we want to send you. So go to www.greatersaintlukecogic.com. God bless each and every one of you. May heaven shine on you. May God give you peace. 